This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, the number of pubs that's closing up and down the country would actually frighten you. In 2022, that's just last year, 108 pubs around the country closed their doors. Now, Cork had among the biggest numbers. Michael, Dun- Michael Donovan is from the Vintners Federation here in Cork. Michael, you have the local figures and it's it's pretty bleak. Morning. Good morning, PJ. Yeah, the local picture is stark when, I, when you read it on paper. Um, there was 108 closures of pubs nationally last year, of which Cork had exactly 50%, 54. So it shows the level of pubs that are disappearing here in Cork County and Cork City. Um, and it's very concerning, really, for, uh, for our trade going forward. And in general, when someone closes their doors, do they talk to their association? Do they talk to their VFI? Do they talk to you about why? Some do, PJ. Some are private about it, but uh, some do talk. And, you know, um, it's it's nearly always the same, to be honest. Uh, um, the It's the perfect combination of rising costs and uh, declining business and Look, you don't have to be a mathematician to work out that if the if the till isn't ringing enough and the um, and the cost base is rising, um, the simple decision is it's it's not viable to be honest. So that's what's happened for a lot of them, and I suppose it's really the vast majority of the fifty four that we've seen. Uh, here in Cork have been in rural um, uh, locations and like it's just people are migrating away, transport uh, is an issue and um, and the cost base, you know energy or electricity or gas as I've been on with you before saying they're still at an all time high um, and this is why we're putting out this week these figures in regard to the excise because it's something that's in the government's gift going to a budget and we're asking them to reduce it by 7.5% this year, 7.5% next year. Just for the benefit of listeners, I was doing some numbers, uh, Michael, some rough calculations. The excise duty on a point, a regular point, is about 55 cents in this country. That is also subject to VAT. Yeah, look, the 
cream fat and excise there's about 95 cent on a pint um, and that's you know half and half really the the excise makes up as you said about 55 cent of the of the pint so it's it's something that the government have within their gift and it would be a real help to us all if uh, if the government would consider it and to give pubs a fighting chance to survive in the years ahead the other argument is you're asking for a cut in taxes on what is a luxury item yeah, it is a luxury item, um, and you know, we're, I've often said that you know we depend on people's disposable income, their discretionary income, really, even of that, um, and it's an entertainment. Um, but you know, people like to get out and socialise. It's what we do here in Ireland, and you know, it attracts a lot of tourists in, and like pubs in those locations, you know, they've invested into them. Lots of them have put beer gardens, and yes. uh, lots of them have done other works, especially since the pandemic. And one of the big things is they create employment in areas that there might not be other employment, you know, they give college students, they give part-time work. Uh, here in Cork, you know, there's about, and um, last time we did check, um, there was about 12,500 people employed across the pub oh. industry directly. Yeah. And then when you consider the indirect jobs in breweries, distilleries, the bread man, the milkman, it all adds into the wider economy. So when pubs start disappearing, you know, it, it has knock-on effects to other industries as well. Yeah. So it is a luxury item, but it's a luxury item that employs a lot of people. Fair point to be made. What about the behaviour of people, Michael, since the pandemic? I was only observing myself in the last few months. When you go to a pub now for a pint, the place is deserted at quarter past 11 on a Friday night. Whereas in the past, it would have been like crowbar them out the door at 1am. Yeah, it is a phenomenon that we've seen uh, coming out of pandemic, but I suppose the, the other side of that, PJ, is people are coming out earlier. Um, they're coming out earlier in the evening and they're uh, going home earlier. Mm. And I think one of the big things is maybe transport. You know, they organise spins, they're looking at the taxis. You know, taxis were hard to get there for a while, but I think it is improving. A lot of people go for the um, late buses. You know, the like we've, we're in the city, we're lucky, we're privileged that we have a bus service, unfortunately, in rural Ireland, they're not so privileged and not so lucky to have that. So people are organising spins and I suppose the other aspect of it is the morning after, you know, yeah. that that, yeah. uh, that has a, a knock-on effect. If you're working uh, and driving the following morning, people are nervous so they, they do go home earlier but counter to that sometimes they do come out a bit earlier and especially on a Saturday it's very noticeable you know from 3 o'clock on you know people are out but you're right come 11 half 11 12 a lot of them are, are making their way home very much a change in a change in behaviour we're only 60 something days to the jazz festival Michael and then we'll be running in to Christmas how crucial is it that the next few months are busy and do bring ringing tills how many of your member pubs are depending on that? Uh, I'd say we're all depending on it is the honest answer, PJ, because, um, you know, summer in some locations has been okay. I won't say it's been great. Mm. Um, weather and all combinations. Um, so for, for all, really, um, as you're pointing out, the jazz is only, you know, what is it, seven weeks away. Um, a lot of looking forward to that. And then from jazz to Christmas, you know, we, we're 
hopeful that there'll be um, a good steady trade because we need to see us through with what are traditionally the lean months of January and February to get us to March uh, when hopefully season will change again and you know there's the uncertainty of the energy crisis again coming of what's going to happen with prices this winter so there's a real concern uh, about the cost base um, and also the budget I suppose the uh, minimum wage being talked about increasing and that's pro rata then with wages and um, people look for increases so it is uh it's you know there's lots of worries and lots of concerns at the moment you mentioned the budget that's only about 50 days away I, I do this Michael I, I count days to things just just bear with me but it's only about 50 days away so between now and then you will be piling pressure on uh, Minister McGrath and uh, I assume Minister Dunihu with regard to tax and excise yeah we've we've already had meetings with them uh, we will have more meetings um, and we'll be highlighting uh, the issues that we have and look hopefully uh, Minister McGrath and Minister Dunhu will be able to um, help us um, because look the Irish pub is revered around the world and here in Ireland it's the, the one place that we're we're probably losing them Time will tell Michael thank you very much Thanks PJ Cheers Michael thank uh, yeah, Michael O'Donovan from the Vintners Federation and uh, I talked to more Republicans after 10 there's the thing they're looking for a cut in the excise duty on a point the excise duty on spirits is our excise duty on spirits is the highest in the EU or the second highest in the EU our excise duty the point at 55 cents on a point that's 5 cents in Germany so that's that's kind of what you're dealing with but then again these are taxes on a luxury item how would you feel about that the publicans looking for excise to be cut in the budget at the same time when you're have you noticed the way your petrol and diesel is creeping up again and it's going to keep creeping up because the excise duty is trickling back onto it. They were saying yesterday on some program or other that the prime, the price of a litre of petrol will be back up into the 170s, high 170s within a few weeks. Back to drink and the price of drink. Just looking at some of the statistics. In Ireland, there's about 55 cents in excise duty on, on a pint. On your pint of Heineken or Coors or Guinness or whatever you have in yourself. About 55 cents on that. The same point in Germany has 5 cents of excise duty. In If you have a glass of wine, red or white or rosé or whatever you're having again, um, that excise duty on that glass of wine is 80 cents. In France, <laughs> it's 1 cent. In a scan of the 20 something EU member states now it's a drinks industry survey which means it's obviously biased towards the drinks industry but Ireland's taxes on alcohol are the second Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Highest in all of the EU. Like... A half glass of spirits, so a small measure of vodka or whiskey or whatever, 69 cents. Uh, fit most countries, less than 20 cents. In Ireland, it's over 60 cents. You see? Now, this is why the publicans and the drinks industry are saying we need to look at the level of excise on uh, the price of drink. Brian Foley, or Brian Kenny, rather, joins me from the Boot House. Um, Brian, those numbers of all the pubs that closed in Ireland last year, Cork had half of them. Start with that. That's pretty stark. He's gone there, lads. I'm going to try and drag him back up with me. Um, that, those numbers from last year, Michael Donovan said to me before the news, there was a hundred and a hundred and eight pubs shut their doors across the country uh, in 2022. Fifty-four of them. Fifty-four of them. Half of them were in Ireland. And so the publicans, with 50-something days to the budget, are asking the government now to cut the excise, cut the tax on drink uh, to see can it help to rescue some of those pubs. Now, there's Brian now from the Boot House. How are you, fella? Morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good to talk to you again. Now, I said this to Michael, and I'll say it to you too. Even though those taxes, as I've read them out, those excise duties are very high, it is still tax on a luxury item. So answer that one for me. Um, it is, but I suppose at the same time, the price point has to be attractive enough for people to want to go out and, and, and spend their hard-earned money. Um, and it's becoming less so. Um, I mean, even last week, Diageo put up their prices, which isn't very helpful to anyone, to yes. be honest about it. You know, and, you know, everything is going up. Um, energy costs are, are still through the roof. Um, as you said yourself, fuel, fuel prices are increasing. Um, there's, nothing, there's nothing coming down, really. As I think, as we said before, the only thing that ever comes down in this country at this stage, I think, is the rain. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, it, like, I mean, the, the, the statistics, if you look at them, they're, they're frightening that in Cork alone since uh, 2005, 365 pubs have closed. So if you average that out, that's roughly two pubs every month for the last 18 years have closed and won't come back. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's, really, it's really worrying, you know. And whenever I talk to, to colleagues in the industry, it's, it's the hot topic. It's, it's all anyone can seem to talk about because everyone is really, really worried about the situation. Yeah. Like energy, tax... I mean, you're up there. You're in a, a, a semi. You'd be, would you class yourself as semi-rural? Right. Uh, we, to be honest, we, we class ourselves as rural, really, PJ. We kind of have the best of both worlds. We're, we're only five miles from the city centre, but we're very much a rural setting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we, we would very much consider ourselves a rural pub. Um, but I suppose that, 
in itself brings its own issues then as well because transport is is a problem um you know there's a shortage of taxis yeah. and e- even though as i said we're only we're only five miles from the city center but we don't have and we never have had a bus service where's your nearest bus stop uh, the nearest bus stop would be there's a bus passes twice a day um, oh at White's Cross, which is White's Cross is two miles down the road. But oh um, in in our area of Upper Glenware, we don't have a regular bus service. Now, discussions are ongoing, but um, we're still in the dark as to what's happening. Yeah, you know, and it would make it would make a huge, obviously not just to the pub, but to to, to the whole area. Of course, it would make a huge difference. Of course, you know. Now, are you still doing? You used to do the most wonderful food. Are you still doing it? We're not, unfortunately. Ah. We we um, we stopped doing food just before COVID, okay. and we, we haven't come back to it since we came back. Now, having said that, it's 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 working out fairly well for us. We're we're doing quite well since we we're, we're probably booking the trend. To be fair, that we're doing quite well since we came back from COVID, mm. um, and I suppose business has been more consistent because you know food can be quite erratic, um, whereas our drink trade has been. It's been very consistent, thankfully, since we came back. Have you noticed that the behaviour change that I was talking about with, with Michael? Like, on a, on a Friday night, the place is starting to empty at 11 o'clock rather than be trying to powerhouse them out the door at 1? Oh, very, very much so. I mean, we, we actually... Um, we, we close earlier most nights. No, no, maybe uh, half an hour or an hour earlier than we used to, uh, more or less, every night of the week now at this stage. Um, right. Because... People's trends have changed um, since COVID, and I suppose a lot of a lot of our regulars haven't uh, got into the habit of, of staying out late as they used to before. Um, and are they, are they I, coming I, out earlier? Like, say tomorrow now, Saturday. Michael said Saturday there's a trend. People will come out, maybe wa- watch a match on the telly, stay there till six or seven o'clock, and go home. Have you seen that? Very much so, very much so, yeah. And I, th- I think that um, a big part of that is people are worried about the drink driving the following morning. Yes, yes. And we, we, would, we would especially see that on, on Sundays where, um, especially as you said, if there's a match on earlier, uh, people come out early, uh, but they, they're, most of the younger people are gone home then uh, maybe eight, half eight, that kind of way because yeah. they're very conscious of the following morning. No, we're lucky on Sundays that we have... Um, they won't thank me for saying it, but we have our older guys then on a Sunday night. Mm. Um, ah, actually, the last hurrah was a thing, and I know you you are north side, even if you're rural. Yeah. Like, the last hurrah on the mm. is a, is a north side thing. I think I don't think it happens on the south side, but on on Sunday night, people come out for the last hurrah right across the north side. I I, I, I did enough entertainment up there to know it. Is it still happening in your place? Oh, it's still very, very Brilliant. much, yeah. That, as, as I said, um, a lot of the lads, no, not all, uh, but a lot of the lads would be retired and it's their way of keeping in touch with each other. So they come in on a Sunday night and they catch up on the gossip and news mm. and so on and so forth. And, you know, it, it, it's great and we're lucky to have it. Um, but I'd say that there are a lot of other places that, um, particularly on a Sunday night, that after maybe nine o'clock, they yeah. might as well close their doors, yeah, you know. Just doing the countdown there, so it's 47 days to the budget, uh, roughly. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, as, as a long-standing publican running a traditional place there for many, many years, you'd be asking the government, cut the excise. Very much, yeah. We, we, we're looking for any help we can get at this stage because, you know, pubs are, pubs are disappearing and they're not coming back. You know the ones that are going. You know it's it's frightening. I mean, I look at um, I look at a neighbouring village there, uh, Carrick Navarre. Before COVID, Carrick Navarre had three pubs. They only have one now. 
you know. Um, as you move in towards town, there are only three pubs on Shannon Street now. I think there's only four on Blarney Street. Mm. Um, and on the lower road, at one stage, I think there were 16 pubs in the lower road. There's maybe two left there now, wow. you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blackpool has been devastated, you know. Yeah, and, like, I used to play out there on a Sunday nights in Blackpool. I, in, I kind of over over a month, I'd play three or four different pubs out there. They're all gone now. Yeah, 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 and that's the thing. And and people probably don't notice, but these pubs are disappearing one by one. Mm. And all of a sudden, then there's a big gap, like you know that that there's just a void of pubs in areas, yeah. and it's 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 not a good development, you know. And like. People, people have said to me before, you know, the fewer pubs, the better it is for the ones that are open. But unfortunately, that's not the situation. What it means is that fewer and fewer people are going to the pub, unfortunately. And what people need to realize is that they need to support their local pub or their local pub won't be there. Won't be there anymore. Brian, thank you very much. 0818969696. Brian Kenny from the Boot House Bar. A fine, fine bar in Upper Glenmire. There for many years. I remember used to pop down there for lunch years ago when we were based in the very early days of 96FM we were based up in, in White's Cross so we used to pop down for, for a spot of lunch in the boot house, the grub was great 0818 96, 96, 96. there's a vehicle on fire on the M8, the motorway northbound, this is near Glenmire on the M8 motorway take care on approach, don't know what's wrong there, just been told that there's a vehicle on fire. That was issued by Cork Safety Alerts in the last 15 to 20 minutes. Traffic has stopped before the Junction 18. Before Junction 18. And there are firefighters on scene now. Thanks for that. But just look at that. I'd, I'd like your own particular thoughts on it with regard to excise duty. Um, the point, the point, your standard point, be it Guinness or Heineken or Coors or whatever you have in yourself, around 55 cents of that is excise duty, okay? Your glass of wine, your your excise duty on that is 80 cents on that glass of wine. In France, it's a cent. The excise duty on your pint in Germany is five cents. In Spain, it's three. So we are being fleeced in excise duty. Um, on, on the price of drink and the publicans want it cut down. Corks 96 FM.